man, you know. Like a like a sex machine, man. Moving, doing it, you know. Can I count it off? One, two, three, four. Happy July 4th Eve, everybody. Get on up. Is that an actual thing, July 4th Eve? I guess we'll, we can say that. It's, it is July 4th Eve, right? We are on the eve of, Ju- of the 4th of July. Yes. <laughs> I am Terry Blunt. I am in for Jason Puckett this week. He is on vacation, I'm sure, enjoying the whole July 4th week. And next week, he will start his cool new show with Cliff Averill former Seahawks defensive end. Cliff is going to make some appearances this week as well as as, as uh, will be on this show, as a matter of fact, to talk about it. That's something we've looked toward, forward to for a long time, but I'm transitioning here for this week. I'm the, the Alex Colomay this week. <laughs> so uh, so uh, we'll see what's going on. A lot of cool stuff to talk about. Let's start with, well, the Lakers sign LeBron James. There's the bet. We Accept your bet and match it, and we up it. We, the Warriors, now have DeMarcus Cousins. <laughs> so, now look, DeMarcus Cousins isn't LeBron James, but he is exactly what the doctor ordered for the Golden State Warriors. Holy cow, and they got him for practically nothing. $5.3 million, comparatively speaking, in the NBA these days is like a quarter. So I'm just shocked by this, Jackson, that they could go out and get him the guy who, when he when he got hurt last year in January, uh, towards Achilles tendon, he was averaging 25 points and 12 rebounds. Jeez. I mean, the guy's a six-time All-Star. If, if there's one tiny thing that the Warriors lacked, it's a bigger presence under the basket. That was the, really the only thing, and, and not much, but the only thing that they lacked. This is an absolute no-brainer for them. Absolute no-brainer. Now, he probably won't be ready for the start of the regular season. They're talking about maybe December right. before he's ready to come back. But still, I mean, my goodness, especially since the regular season doesn't mean anything anyway. Yeah, he's going to make all the know. playoffs. So. Yeah, right. He'll be ready for the playoffs and more. But yeah. unbelievable. I mean, unbelievable. It's like you had the best tweet of all yesterday when you said, <laughs> at least in MLS, we don't know who's going to win before the season starts. This is a joke, Terry. Holy it's, this, cow. It's a joke. It's the fact that one team has their starting lineup is five all-stars, if Kevin Durant stays, of course. But yeah. Five all-stars well, he's staying is their this year, five. But unbelievable. It's stupid. I mean, unbelievable. But it's, it's almost like, oh, yeah, you, you Lakers think you're good now. Well, we're going to go out and get one, the one tiny thing that we didn't have. So it's it's really phenomenal, and it's going to be fun to watch. By the way, <laughs> the, one odds, the odds <laughs> came out in Vegas yesterday for the NBA championship. Uh, the Lakers are 7-2, to two, as are the Celtics, 7-2, to two, to win the championship. The Rockets are 7-1. to one. Seven, 76ers are 14-1. to one. The Warriors, 10-11. to 11. Now, in other words, you got to bet eleven dollars to win ten that the Warriors are going to win. <laughs> is that is that pre cousins or post cousins? You, you know, know that's that? a good question. I, I'm I think I think it's pre cousins. Oh, gee, well, what, so what are they going to be after? It's probably ten to twenty now. Oh, so unbelievable. So oh, and by the way, the Cleveland Cavaliers they're five hundred to one. <laughs> So, yeah, yeah, good luck with that, guys. They're not going to win so, the games. Yeah, not not going to happen. But, yeah, I mean, it really is an unbelievable change. I, I, I guess that what surprises me more than anything else is that, you know, people are going to complain, and they already have, and I get it, that, wow, the NBA is terrible. It's just super teams. So here, here you know, the Warriors can come out and get another great player. Hey, they've got to cancel this deal. Well, every other NBA team had a chance to sign the guy. It was only $5 million. 
And he said that he only got those couple offers, what, from just from Golden State and then Boston was yeah. his other choice, right? So that yeah. was it. Uh, just just unbelievable. So, yeah, I, I get it that they, the NBA has these super teams. It's things we're going to talk about later today, by the way. Uh, it's going to be cool. We're going to have uh, Eldrick Kasner talk to us later today about what's going on in the NBA. That'll be a lot of fun. A lot of you, of course, know him here from his Washington Husky days, former NBA player and a current Pac-12 network analyst. He's going to talk to us. That will be really cool. We're also going to have on Michael Harmon of Fox Sports Radio, who, by the way, you can hear most nights here on from 8 to 11. You can hear right here on KJR. So he's going to talk to us more. He's in L.A., so he's going to talk to us more about the L.A. angle, what's happening with the Lakers, what the feeling is down there, and all that kind of stuff. And we're also going to talk to Brad Adam of Root Sports and everything that's going on with the Mariners. They start a three-game homestand tonight with the Angels, the the fourth game of their ten, uh, nine-game homestand. By the way, they can bury the Angels at this point. They really can. If they won all three, the Angels would be, what, 11 back. They, they can win two out of three and still bury them, in my opinion. They'll, they're done if the Angels come here and lose two out of three. I know it's it's just barely July, but there's no way the Angels are going to make up that much ground if they lose two out of three here. I guess for the Mariners, the question is, should you be more concerned about the athletics than the Angels? Well, they, they should be, yeah. but that, I'm saying you can kind of push the Angels out of the it's picture another, entirely. Eliminate another team. Yeah, just, yeah. That's, that's, so now you only got one team to beat, basically, if you push right. them out. So that'll be fun to see what happens there. Uh, the Angels um, you know, haven't... They've just kind of been average this year. The one thing, they do get Otani back probably tonight just as a hitter. He'll probably be a DH. He's not ready to come back and pitch. But the word is, this hasn't happened officially yet, the word is that he will come off the DL tonight and be available to them to hit. So that gives them a little bit better chance. Basically, all the Mariners need to do to beat the Angels is find a way to get Mike Trout out. <laughs> Holy cow. Trout out. Yeah. yeah. Just well, frankly, just walk him. I, uh, you know, really. Might as well. It's it's almost reached that point. If there's if the game is on the line and there's there's no reason not to just walk him unless unless you're putting the winning run on base or something like that. But yeah, the guy's hitting like eight hundred against them this year. It has just it hasn't reached Barry Bonds level yet where you'd walk him with the bases loaded, but if it's first and second, yeah. Yeah, you got to think I yeah, might you know. actually think about it. Oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's reached the 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 Barry Bonds days where you know they would they would walk him to load the bases and stuff like that just to not pitch to him. Yeah. So, it's kind of reached at least for how they've played against Trout this year. It it's reached that stage. So, by the way, I never get to do this. This is the first, I'm really happy I get to do this. I get to give away a prize today. <laughs> That's something I've never gotten to do before when I've hosted in here. So, today, something that uh, Jason does a lot, and I finally get to do today. We're going to give away $25 certificate to Georgetown Brewery for the most creative answer to this question, and it is, who or what will be joining the Golden State Warriors next? <laughs> what do you think that will be? Uh, you know, other than uh, the Almighty himself, <laughs> Who is next to join the Golden State Lakers? Well, or is, what is, is next? Is, is that outside yeah, the question? Uh, well, I guess not. So that is uh, that's what's your most creative thoughts on that? If you if we, the one we pick for that, I get twenty five dollars certificate to Georgetown Brewery. By the way, I believe that will get you three growlers. There. Yeah. 
Holy cow. I went over to Georgetown last week and, and picked up three growlers of L.A. Woman, which is my favorite beer in the entire world, at 20, <laughs> 24 bucks for three growlers. So that's that gonna be is a steal, folks. You're going to want to you're going to want to send us your text at the Heritage Distilling text line on what you think will be the next thing to join the Golden State Warriors. What or who will be next? The most creative answer is going to win a certificate to Georgetown Brewery. It's so cool I finally get to give something away. Did I love you, that. Did you see the tweet from uh, the NBA player, I think it's Enos Cantor? Oh, yeah. He sent a tweet out with uh, with Adam Silver in a Warriors uniform, <laughs> joking that Adam Silver has agreed to a deal with the Golden That's State right. Warriors. That's awesome, isn't it? So you got to beat that one. you got to beat that one. I know you guys can come up with some good ones. Just text us in on the Hair Just Dilling text line, 49451. By the way, we also have a really cool poll today in honor of July 4th. We want to talk a little bit about what everybody is doing for July 4th. So Jackson came up with a really cool poll, and that is, what is your number one goal for July 4th tomorrow? One, avoid family arguments. Very tough to do. Number two, <laughs> avoid blowing up your hand. I actually did that as a 13-year-old. Oh. You don't want to do that. Uh, number three, avoid overcooking your meat, whether it be burgers, steaks, hot dogs, whatever it might be. That ruins the whole day if you do that. And number four, avoid the dog freaking out, which mine always does the night of July 4th. And now, of course, everyone is like shooting off fire fireworks the whole week. Right. Well, it's not just July 4th. And it's just my, my dog is not like that at all. So what are you trying to do on July 4th? Send us in uh, your vote on that. We got a lot going on today. Can't wait to get started. Stay with us on Sports Radio 950 KJR. It's time for our weekly conversation with Root Sports' Brad Adam. Brought to you by John Howie Steak, when nothing but the best will do. Now with Brad Adam, here's Puck and the Guest Man. Hi everybody, Terry Blunt here today with Jackson Feltz. And join us on the Beacon Plumbing Hotline, none other than Emmy Award winning Root Sports anchor Brad Adam. Brad, is that officially how we have to refer to you from now on? Emmy Award winning Brad well, that- yeah, I I, I uh, fax that to Jackson. That's the way I want to be introduced every time. And I appreciate it, Terry. Hey, good talk. Good to talk to you. I've heard you several times. Not been able to talk to you before. And I was gonna think of calling in sick or doing making up some excuse today if it was Puckett. But now that it was you, man, I'm glad to talk. to you. Well, I appreciate that. Thanks for joining us on July Fourth uh, week. And obviously, you've enjoyed this season like all of us have with what i continue to call the tam the amazing mariners so uh it's been quite a I like season that. i mean here we go you know this uh, this series against the angels they really have a chance to all but bury the angels if they could mm-hmm. certainly if they swept them but maybe even if they win two out of three i mean where do you see I agree. where do you see that i mean is that an important point at this point yeah, I, I think a little bit. You know, they, they get them again before the All-Star break and then right after the All-Star break. So I think those nine games will go a long way to kind of determining who's going to be a challenger for them. Is it going to be the Angels that get Otani back tonight? Uh, I assume he'll be in the lineup. Um, they thought they might be able to get Richards back, but uh, their pitcher's not going to be able to go this series, I don't think. Uh, will it be the Angels? Will it be the A's? You know, only one other team, the Rays, just got to 500. So nobody else 500 in the American League. They're eight clear of the Angels. You know, it would take a lot for them to fall back um, to the Angels, you know. So, I, and yesterday, at the Mariners had their uh, cystic fibrosis 
golf tournament, the charity golf tournament at Broadmoor yesterday. Yeah. And I saw uh, all the brass was there. Stan was there. Uh, Kevin Mather, president, CEO. And it was kind of fun to talk to them because they're really excited about this year. You know, they're like, it might be a one one game wild card. Yeah, we, we want to host this series. You know, forget the one game. You know, and they're talking scenarios. And, and I keep kind of popping by them. And I'd say, you know, Cole Hamels and just walk off. And then I'll come back later and say, Jay Happ. There you go. The first couple of times, yeah, first couple of times they laughed, and then they, I didn't think it was very funny anymore. They didn't think. Uh, yeah. but, um, but, but they're excited, though, Terry, to, to get uh, to be where they are now, uh, to be thinking playoffs, to be thinking adding somebody at the trade deadline. You know, they've got some money to spend. They're excited about that. They don't want to, you know, maybe mortgage the future uh, for this year. But at the same point, like you said, kind of a, a dream season where everything's coming together. So they want to be all in. And uh, they want to add, and it's just going to be – it'll be fun next couple of weeks to see kind of where they add, but I do think they will. Oh, I don't think there's any question. I mean, they're going to go for it. I mean, yeah, like you said, yeah, yeah you can bury the Angels here, but they're thinking about catching the Astros. Look, they're half a game back of the Astros. The Astros have shown some vulnerability of late. Tonight, Keigel's pitching. He's 4-8 and eight for the season with a 4-20 ERA. I mean, if they win tonight and the Astros lose, they're in first place by themselves, and they have continued this – pace of just keeping up with the Astros game after game. I honestly feel like they believe they can win the division. It's not just about making the playoffs at this point. You know, they think, look, we've got 13 games left of the Astros. We can catch these guys. Those are the games I can't wait for. I mean, those games are going to mean more against the Astros than they have ever since they've been in the division together. So that's going to be fun. It's going to be a lot of fun. You're right. You know, they haven't really played those type of games that matter a lot in the division and and to take on you know the Astros each series each game is going to be like you know a little playoff series yeah um going back and forth maybe trading first place uh but but you're right I think the attention is starting to shift a little bit because everybody was kind of reluctant to say you know playoffs really but the streak they're on you know seven straight where they are now you're right people are starting to think well why not, you know, win the West now? Why not just settle? Why settle for the one game? You know, anything can happen. Play in a wild card game where you can, you know, host a, as a uh, as a division champion. So uh, the rest of the year is going to be a, a lot of fun, and they've done a great job of, of beating teams they're supposed to beat. You know, they just played the Orioles and those the two worst teams in all of Major League Baseball, and they won all seven games. You know, that's what you're supposed to do against those teams. Right. Now you get ready, and when the good teams come in, you know, you keep that confidence and the momentum going well let's talk a little bit about Edwin Diaz you know Brad I've covered baseball for years in Houston covered some really good Astros teams I have never seen anything like what Eddie Diaz has done in the first half Mm -hmm. of this season as the closer I mean the stats when you go over it are astounding I saw uh uh, Matt Calkins had a had a a column about him today in the Seattle Times paper and said Mm -hmm. that he's only three saves away from the all-time record for one run saves that's unbelievable I mean (laughs) game 85 yeah yeah, you know he's got 20 of them the record is 23 uh, by Rodriguez in, in uh, I don't know, 2008 or something like that. I mean, it's absolutely incredible what he's done. In the, the, the thing came out yesterday, he's only the second uh, pitcher ever to have 30 saves and 70 strikeouts before the All-Star break. Eric Gagne right. was the other one. So he just keeps doing these un- unbelievable things, and you have, to, you, know, you have to wonder, my goodness, can he keep up this pace? And it's not like, like Scott Service told me, Scott Service told me, it's not like, 
he's just out there, you know, getting saves and and you know pitching okay and getting out of jams and stuff. He's like right. dominating people. I mean, in twenty of his save apparent twenty of his uh, uh, saves or, or fifteen of his twenty saves, he's thrown fifteen or fewer pitches. I mean, the guy's yeah, just. He, He's unhittable. You're right. You, you think, I can't remember last time he had a base runner on. And, and it wasn't a hit. You know, it was probably, it had to be a walk or something. But he, he's matured a lot. He, he pitches, you know, he, he kind of figures things out quickly. If he walks a leadoff guy, he'll figure it out and get out. And, uh, you know, stuff when he's on is unhittable. We've seen him all year. And, and I really think that's the difference. You know, you mentioned covering Houston. I think the big difference between the two teams this year, both offenses are good. Their starting pitcher pitching – it's probably on paper. I mean, probably a little bit better, but the Mariners starters have been great all year. But it is the bullpen, and it's specifically the ninth inning guy. I mean, the Astros are still trying to find a closer. Yeah. Some teams are still trying to find a closer. Indians really haven't found one this year. But my goodness, you get the ball to Eddie Diaz in the ninth inning, and you feel you know really good. And that just sets a mindset for the team. You know, even James Paxson the other day came out after eight and said, hey, one run lead with Eddie, I feel great. And he, you know, one, two, three Royals. So the big difference, I think, between the Mariners and a lot of those teams are uh, is is the closer in Eddie Diaz. No question about it. The Astros, I think, are going to have to go out and get a big-time closer at the deadline. I don't know if they can get, like, uh, Brad Hand at San Diego, somebody right. like that. I, I don't see how they don't do that because they just haven't found that guy. I mean, they keep experimenting. You know, it, it's just uh, nobody is getting it done for them. Giles hasn't got it done. Harris hasn't been very good no. this season. Uh, Rondon has been good at times, but you know, right. they just they keep looking for that guy and they don't have it. And I would be shocked if they didn't go get somebody. But then it's okay. So what? What are the Mariners going to do at the deadline? What are they going to do to help themselves? Are they going to get another starting pitcher? Are they going to get a middle reliever that's been really good? I mean. I can't wait to see what happens because there's going to be a lot of wheeling and dealing in this division, I think. Yeah, I, I, we we talked to Jerry uh, DePoto, the GM, last week on the show, and I asked him before we went on, I said, you know, with the way the divisions are now, you know, there's four clear teams. Well, I guess you count Cleveland. So really right now there's five playoff teams, you could say, you know, four on pace for 100 wins. Yeah. And I said, because of that, is there going to be less activity at the trade deadline because most are sellers and some teams in the middle aren't going to add, don't care? And he said, no, he thinks that there'll be the, the same amount of movement. It might be late. You know, Cole Hamels might be the, you know, the 31st um, teams that take that on. So he thinks there'll still be some movement. And, and you're right, I, I, I just can't imagine the Astros not doing something. And another difference between the two teams – they have a lot of prospects. They are very deep in the minors. They have a lot to offer teams for, a, for Brad right. Hand or, or somebody else. Um, so it, it's a little maybe easier for them to make a deal. And, and, and you're right. I, they're certainly going to get somebody. And then on the, on the Mariners side, you're right. Is it, a, is it a reliever, somebody that can get a seventh, eighth inning? Or are you going to try to fix or trust Nicasio Colome? Um, do you get a center fielder, perhaps? Do you get a starter? And then who's bumped? And then the big question is, is you know, what are they going to do with Ross and Cano going forward? I think that will kind of determine which way they try to go at the trade deadline. Because right. if they have a plan in place for him and know where he's going to do and how many days he'll play second, maybe first, maybe spell DH, that will kind of determine kind of where they go, I think. 
I actually did a Twitter poll question for today on that whole You're on subject. Twitter? <laughs> yeah, wow. No, so, uh, yeah, so going on Twitter? Uh, yeah, so here's the here's the question though. It's uh what do you do with Cano when he returns? And the the uh, choices were back to second base, split time at first base, split time as DH on the bench. The the one that shocks me is the answer so far of the votes that have come in, only 7% of the voters have said for him to go back to second base. So, you know, that's going to be a tough call for them. Uh, when, what exactly do you do when he comes back? Yeah, I think the, 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 uh, the poll uh, responders are, are correct. I mean, I don't see – if you watch D. Gordon every night, there's just, there's just no way you replace him with Cano. He moves so much better than Cano, and he covers so much more ground. Um, you know, a gold glove guy at second, he's so much more comfortable there. If you were to put Cano back at second and Gordon in center, I think that'd be another steep learning curve for him. He hasn't, you know, taken fly balls or done anything in center for, for a, over a month now, a uh, month and a half, actually. So, again... Uh, well, then you'd have to, if it'd be different if Cano was eligible for the playoffs. But correct. then you're going to have to move, if you do yeah. that, then you're going to have to move him back. Right, which doesn't make any sense, right? Healy uh, kind of heating up. Maybe you can platoon lefty-righty there at first. Um, if Cruz ever needs a day or two, maybe he can play, you know, maybe he goes in as a DH. Um, I, I guess it, it's, it's a nice problem to have a, sure. you know, Hall of Fame talent guy, your best hitter. You're trying to figure out where to play him, you know? And I think exactly. when it comes down to end of the day, Terry, it's like if he's your best hitter, you need that bat in the lineup, especially from the left side. You know, it yeah. gets you there, but then you're right. The last week, if you're already in, do you just not play him because you can't play in the playoffs? I don't know. It'll be interesting. It's a it's a really tough decision for them, and I know they're they're weighing all their options on that and how it how it will go. I also wanted to ask you the All Star Game's coming up, and uh, mm-hmm. you know the the Mariners have some really good hitters out there that obviously you're not going to win the voting part of it. But which one of these guys? Diaz is. There's no question he's in. I would. I guess you would no say it, it's. It's pretty certain, isn't it, that James Paxton is going to make it? I mean, I'd be shocked if he doesn't. So, uh, did we lose Brad there? We might have lost yeah, Brad I'll there. Test him again. Here. We'll try to. We'll try to get him back. So I just wanted to ask him basically whether or not there's basically five candidates who can make, uh, could make the All Star team for the Mariners, and that's Edwin Diaz, who's a shoe in, no question. James Paxton, Paxton, a, pro, a possible shoe in, I would think. Then you've got Mitch Haniger, who's like ninth or eighth or ninth in the voting, but he should make it as number two in RBIs in the American League, you know, behind Martinez. And you've got Gene Segura at shortstop, who's you know number two in hitting in the league, had a phenomenal year. And Gordon, of course, at second base, who's playing lights out. So, have those are the five guys? You just have to wonder. How many will actually make it of those five? They all deserve to make it. I don't think all five will make it. I think probably three will make it and maybe four. So it's not going to be a, you know, that that's a tough situation for them because there's what happens in all-star games is guys often that have one good year or a couple of good months tend to get overlooked at times. And I hope that doesn't happen to Hanniger. He's certainly deserving. The guy's got 62 runs batted in. He's been and he leads the American League or all of baseball, I think, in outfield assists. The guy's got an absolute gun of an arm, so he should make it too. But the other two, to, will Segura make it? Shortstop's a really tough position to make it in the American League. Uh, will Gordon make it? That's another tough position. Second base is a tough position to make it in the American League. So 
Those are tough decisions and tough choices. I don't think anyone should uh, get down if one of these guys don't make it because that's just kind of the way it goes. But I think you, there's no question Diaz is, is going to be one of them. I think we know that for sure. And probably Paxton. I mean, he's pitched a no-hitter. He's 8-2. and two. He's had a phenomenal season. He's their ace. You know, he's he's everything they want him to be. Brad, we got you back now? We do, man. I apologize. No worries. I'm hey, blame my kids. I'm no, blame the kids. I've been there, done that. So, hey. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, Talking all-star, Diaz is there. Yeah, so Diaz is there, no question. He's, so is is Paxton a shoe-in? You know what? I don't think he's a shoe-in. You know, there's just so many good pitchers with, with, with more wins this year. You know, but yeah. you look at – and what he's done, the no-hitter certainly helps. The strikeouts certainly help. Um, but I think you're going to have to take, gosh, I think probably three Astros, Severino yeah. and Kluber and maybe another Indian. But I think he's right in the mix. It just depends on maybe the manager want a lefty power arm. I mean, there's a good chance he goes, no doubt. So let's talk uh, about the guys in the field yeah. now. Uh, Mitch Hanniger's like eighth or ninth in the voting, but he's second in the league in RBIs. Uh, does he have a chance to make it? I think I think he does. You know, I think now that average is up over 270, I think that looks a lot better better than the 250s, 260s he's been at. Uh, the RBI total helps a lot. You know, being in Seattle, a guy that that's, doesn't have a lot of national recognition hurts him. Yeah, um, it, it, it's going to be tough. I think for him to get in, I think he deserves to be in, but I think it's going to be hard. But I think Segura will will, will get in. And, okay, and he's got better numbers than the shortstops. You know, I mean, you could say that. You know, some guys maybe have more talent, but nobody has better numbers than Segura this year. And I think that that he just has to be has to be at it. Right, I I would agree with you. I hope so. I hope Hanniger makes it. I mean, he also you know leads the league in assists for outfield assists. I mean, right. the guy's just got a cannon of an arm. So, but you're right. It's just the recognition isn't there yet for him. And then Gordon has been exceptional at second base, but he hasn't played the whole season there. Uh, you know, and that's a tough position to make it at second base in the American League. So, yeah, I it's I guess you would say of those five, I'm thinking they'll end up with three. And I think you, it's probably yeah, think, yeah. probably Diaz, Paxton, and Segura, right? Right, that's, that'd be my guess. And I think you'd, you'd be happy with three. You know, for so many years it's been, you know, just Felix, just one guy. You know, Ichiro a couple times and, you know, uh, Cano a couple times and maybe two guys last year. So, you know, three helps. And, and then just getting more recognized and people seeing them and, and people more, especially on the East Coast, you know, getting more familiar with these guys will certainly help them going forward. What would be your biggest concern going forward? They played so well and so exceeded everyone's expectations. Is there one thing that you think they need to do better in the second half to continue to have a chance to win the division? You know, that's a good question. Um, I think the offense will get better when Cano comes back. I think that they've they've struggled at times – to, to score they always seem to score enough <laughs> yeah well 26 one run victory so yeah. right if they need three they'll get three if they need four they can get it but it just hasn't been as, as consistent and i don't think they scored because the middle middle of the pack i think in most offensive stats i just not, i think that'd be a little bit better there but what concerns me i would maybe say the starting pitching it has been so good and you're just kind of wondering, does that yeah. last? You know, Marco Gonzalez has never pitched this many innings. Right. Wade LeBlanc has pitched the best in his, you know, eight, nine, what, ten-year career. Does does that keep going? Um, does Paxton stay injury-free? Does Felix kind of keep 
keep doing what he's doing. You know, I yeah, I, I agree. I, and I then just think that'd be my concern. And that lends to the fact that they're more than likely to go get a Cole Hamels or a Hap or somebody like that, a veteran pitcher who can come in and and if one of those guys falters, they can they can slip in there. So that seems right. to be the right way to go. Right, and and they they like they they talked before about getting a, a number two. You know, if they get a solid number two, if you could start the playoffs with a Paxton, somebody, and then maybe a Felix or a Leak, depending on how the rotation, or maybe even a Gonzalez. I mean, he's pitched unbelievably well lately. I think they would feel really good having a three-man rotation. If they can get get a number two right now, going forward, I think that would that would be huge. And then you just wonder if it's a guy that has a, a year next year or a, a rent a player like Jay Happ or you know, kind of kind of what's out there. But if they could get that two. I think they'd feel really good. It's going to be a lot of fun to see. I can't wait for this series to start. I can't wait when they face the Astros again. It's just so yeah. much more fun than any of us could have possibly imagined, and uh, it's going to be a great second half of the season. Brad, great stuff as always. Thanks for joining us on the show. Hey, I appreciate it, Terry. Anytime you want to do it instead of puck, I'm in, man. We got it. <laughs> no problem. It'll be somebody's Thanks, show. Buddy. The good thing about Puck is he's always got food to eat in here when he's here, but I got no food. That's no one's true. bringing me any food. But anyway, thanks, Brad. Gotcha, man. Hey, Terry, appreciate it. Thank you. You bet. Talk to you later. That's Brad Adam, the Emmy Award-winning anchor of Root Sports. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk some more Mariners. We're going to have some really special guests. Mike Harmon of Fox Sports Radio from L.A. is going to talk to us about LeBron James. We've got all kind of cool stuff coming on today on Sports Radio 950 KJR. The In Our State. Live in Seattle sports. And the greatest fans in the world. On Seattle's original diehard sports station. Sports Radio 950 KJR. Now back to Bucket and the Gas Man. Holy cow. Terry Blunt back with you along with Jackson Felch. You guys want that $25 certificate from Georgetown Brewery. Bad. There is some great comments here on the Harris Distilling text line at 49451. Send yours in about who or what will be the next thing to land with the Golden State Warriors. Holy cow, these are fantastic. We'll just uh, talk about a few of them here. Uh, the Warriors signed Stone Cold Steve Austin to a four-year deal worth 316 cases of Budweiser and one bottle of whiskey. <laughs> wow. Just uh, one bottle? Just one bottle. Here's one. Breaking news. Dennis Rodman has agreed to terms with the Golden State Warriors. Rodman brings along with him the North Korea's nuclear arsenal <laughs> along with a used pair of Carmen Electra's underwear. Wow. The, you guys are on it. This is great stuff. Here's from the uh, the five four one. Vladimir Putin has joined the Warriors to ensure that they are truly rigged for the 2018-2019 NBA season. Goodness gracious. They're, we're going to have some tough choices to make here, Jackson. Vladimir Putin, things. the special assistant to the executive. <laughs> the chairman. Sorry, the special assistant to the Well, well he is the special the assistant to the executive, but yeah. So here's one uh, from the 425. J.R.R. Tolkien will be joining the Warriors just writing another chapter in the dynasty. Uh, ha, ha, wow, ha, wow, ha. wow. Oh, I love this one. Uh, 253. Fired chemists from Balco have been working in a secret lab, cloning Michael Jordan. He's fully <laughs> developed and will be joining the Warriors as a free agent for the league minimum. <laughs> the league minimum, of course, because <laughs> right. apparently everybody's taking a discount to gold, Golden State. Oh, my gosh. These are these are really fantastic. Hey, keep sending them in, guys. Keep sending them in to the Heritage Distilling text line 49451. What do you think will be the next thing or next person or next whatever 
to be joining the Golden State Warriors who seem to just find ways to keep being unbeatable. Uh, there's one on here that's uh, for my generation. Uh, Diane Cannon and Jack Nicholson, after the cousin signing, now are leaving the Los Angeles Lakers to sit front court with the Golden State Warriors. So, uh, yeah, there's probably a lot of people listening who don't know who Diane Cannon is. But, uh, yeah, so that's uh, that could happen. Wouldn't be surprised. Uh, they're just uh, tons of these guys. They're I love really the uh, Jeffrey the Toys R Us giraffe is joining oh, yeah. the Golden State Warriors. That's a good one. That's why we. That's why we included the word. Not only who is joining, going to join them next, but what is going. Yeah, to Yeah, which them was next. was perfect. Didn't yeah. you see a Bigfoot in there somewhere? Oh too? yeah, here it is. Here it is. Uh, <laughs> I've got it up here. Yeah, breaking news from the two five three. The Golden State Warriors have captured, tamed, and taught the game of <laughs> basketball to legendary Bigfoot, who joins the team for a one year fifteen dollar contract. <laughs> All right. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, they kind of got Bigfoot in Cousins, right? <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> yeah, it costs a little more than $15, but not too much more. So uh, anyway, these, these are awesome. You know, guys, keep them coming in. We're going to have a really tough choice on who gets that, uh, that certificate to uh, Georgetown Brewery, which is well worth it, believe me. We've also got uh, the great uh, Jackson Feltz uh, Twitter vote here that's really close. It's really cool. So he put up earlier today, ask. What's your goal for 4th of July? Is it to avoid family arguments, avoid blowing up your hands? i got a story for that, I'll tell. Uh, avoid overcooking meat, whether it be hot dogs, hamburgers, steaks, whatever. Or avoid the dog freaking out. And so far, in a very close vote, it's 35% say avoid overcooking your meat. Uh, that's a, just a disaster mm-hmm. on July 4th. Don't want to do that. Second, with 30%, is avoid the dog freaking out. Uh, third is don't blow up your hand, and a close fourth is avoid family arguments. Now, on the blowing up your hand thing, yeah, tell I, us can, story. I, can, I can tell that from personal experience. I think I was 13 at the time, and we'd go get the firecrackers and get out in the front yard and all that on the 4th of July. And what uh, me and my friends would do, we would have like a shoebox, and we would put one of our model cars in there. That was back in the day where we okay. actually, you know, glued model cars together. Oh, I remember. Like yeah, I did okay. too. So uh, one that we didn't like anymore, or maybe we just didn't care, just wanted to see it blow up, uh, we would put it in the box, and then we would put a firecracker in the box <laughs> and wait for it to blow up the car and see how much damage was done, right? So there was one year that when I did this where I put the fire, or was going to put the firecracker into the box, and when I started to put it in the box, the firecracker just kind of, uh, you light it and throw it in the box. So mm-hmm. I lit it, put it, throw it in the box, and it just kind of bounced off the hood of my model car and back into my hand. Oh, no. And blew up in my hand. Oh. And let me tell you something. You don't want to do that. That was not fun at all. How do you still have five fingers? <laughs> it was just a, you know, just a little just black a little cat one? firecracker, okay. which still was bad. I mean, I had... Basically had blood blisters all over my yeah. fingers, all over my hands. I guess it took like a month or more to to get over it, and it was my right hand. So, which was kind of cool because then I could go to school the next day, you know, and say, "Hey, I, well, we wouldn't have school. I blew yeah. up my own hand." But yeah, we didn't have school because it was the middle of summer. But anyway, <laughs> uh, yeah, it was very painful. My mother was not happy. That ended our firecracker trials of blowing up model cars. So the we, car survived. Uh, the car, the car was fine. Yeah, the car was almost like taunting me. Yeah. Hey, dude, you're not doing this. Uh, see how you like it. So, uh, yeah, that ended that little uh, stint of firecracker work. So, 
Since then, I've kind of avoided firecrackers altogether. You haven't had a Jason Pierre-Paul situation? No, no, I didn't do that. I didn't blow my whole finger off, but yeah. But I kind of, that was kind of the end for me. You only have to do that once, and, you know, uh, setting off firecrackers is just not quite the same. You just don't quite want to do it as badly the next time. Well, now so, they're now they're illegal everywhere. So oh, pretty much, hey, it, not where I live, Gig Harbor. They're they're legal. You can go to the Target parking lot and buy them. So uh, which can, is bad. You can buy them, but I, as far as I understand, you can't. It's not legal to light them. Well, up. it's just out there. You're so close to being in no man's zone where you're not really in a, a city or town or all that. Oh yeah, people are lighting them up like crazy. I mean, it's already every night going off out there. My dog's going crazy. Uh, it's nuts. So, uh, yeah, now I'm more of a just go the night of July 4th, watch fireworks somewhere, whether it be on Commencement Bay or at the Space Needle or, you know, wherever it might be. I'm, I'm much happier watching than actually setting them off myself. Yeah. I, I, about as strong as I go now is a sparkler. That's that's about as dangerous <laughs> as it gets for me. I'm happy to set off a sparkler and uh, do that with, uh, like, my granddaughter, set off a sparkler or something like that. But And leave the dog at home and yeah, bottle hope, rockets, hope the dog fire, doesn't freak out. Yeah, bottle rockets, uh, firecrackers, Roman candles. Yeah, that's a no for me now. <laughs> Keith, yeah. Keith Bishop said on Twitter uh, th- that he gives his dog Xanax. Yeah, just, well, there you just go. So the dog won't freak out. A, a very good idea. I mean, really, it's crazy. It's uh, <laughs> yeah, they they don't like it. Actually, my dog's so old now that he doesn't hear as much, so it's a little bit better now than he was when he was younger. When he would absolutely freak out at any sound, much less fireworks or explosions going off. So, but I know for a lot of people, that's that really is a problem. It scares it scares your what, poor dogs to death. What's the appropriate cutoff time for fireworks? See, for me. Uh, I guess it's a different question for like Gig Harbor to well for me it's still for me it's midnight. Come on, you know at midnight by then. What 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 are you what are you shooting off fireworks at three a.m. Well, listen, yes, I mean living (laughs) living living in Freelard, there the Ballard Fremont line. I hear fireworks until three four. Oh, I didn't say I didn't hear them. I definitely hear them. I just said you just said what's the appropriate time to cut them off. So you have it at midnight. That's I mean no, we don't have it at midnight. I'm just saying for me. No, I know as of midnight. Okay, we're done. So, but I get that's not true on New Year's Eve. Boy, I that's thought, a different I situation. I was all like, get off my lawn. Boy. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm, yeah, I'm, well I've, I've, I've been in bed for two hours, Jackson. Come on. So, so yeah, but I get it. It's not stopping. I mean, it's going off at 3 a.m. I just wish it wasn't going off at 3 a.m. Right. So, hey, we got two more hours today. Great show coming up. Cool stuff coming up at 11 o'clock. We're going to talk some more Mariners when we come back, and we're going to talk specifically about the probable future star that they signed just yesterday. Stick with us on Sports Radio 950 KJR.